on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Rip the 2-0 pitch is swung and driven deep to right field. Sidney Sanders knots it up, goes opposite field, and we're tied at one. Let's go. And ninth total on the season. The one-two to Lions is lifted pretty deep to left field. Much has a beat on it, leaps, but it's gone. It's gone. G3 left the yard. The Sooners go back to back, and they've taken the lead in the top of the fifth inning on a two-run shot from the captain. The pitch. Swing and a miss. The Oklahoma Sooners are national champions. They mob Jordy Pohl outside the circle. Dog pile Sooners. Dynasty mode activated. Championship number seven secured. Unapologetic, undisputed, and in the end, undeniable. Victory! I just don't think that Oklahoma is going to be the team that hits 80 bajillion home runs. They may hit 50 bajillion, but I don't think they're going to be the big, bad Oklahoma Sooners that they've been. Bullshit. And they stay there. And they say yeah. And they say there. What a night. What a team. What a program. What a dynasty. It's not ending anytime soon. We've spent all day today just... Basking in the glory that was last night as OU clinched its third national championship in a row, sixth in the past decade, seventh overall. And when you just think about what this program has accomplished over the past decade and beyond, it's just it's truly it's truly remarkable, man. And and there's just some underlying things like running through Oklahoma City this year with undefeated like, Nigel Kennedy's gonna be a star in the sport for a while, right? Kiki Malloy is unbelievable. Katherine Sandercock is an unbelievable pitcher, but none of it mattered, man. OU rolled through the entirety of the postseason, never lost a game. There were some, uh, there were some tense moments. They, they, there had to be some clutch moments, but they rolled through just like we thought that they would once the postseason started. What a run, man! Yeah, we we trailed a plenty, uh, you know, throughout Oklahoma City, but. You just never felt like this team – I mean, well, we had 15, 16 comeback wins, something like that. I mean, you never feel like the team is out of it just because you know they're not going to give up a bunch. That's the key. It all starts with that defense. It starts in the circle. And the bats, sure, best batting average uh, in the country. The bats are going to be there. But, man, the, the pitching, if we're dialed in like that and the defense is playing well – can't beat them. Someone in, uh, earlier asked us for the numbers for last night's uh, broadcast. 1.9 average million viewers for last night. Wow. Uh, it peaked at 2.3 million. Wow. So that's up 7% year over year from last season. So not bad. Not bad at all. 1.9 million average viewers this year. 1.6 million uh, average viewers uh, was last season. So OU and Florida State registered quite well. Good, and it should. It was a great game, man. Well, great and, game. And, and that tracks, Tyler. That I'm glad you found that. That that tracks with viewership when it comes to 
this fallacy of people don't like seeing the same team win. No. When you when you look at Brady's Patriots, when you look at, you know, Steph's Warriors, they were never KD's Warriors, they're always Steph's Warriors. Um, when you look at these teams that are dynastic, like people like that. Like rate ratings show that that's good. Like when you look when you think back to, oh man, those Celtics Lakers, man, Bird Magic, like all that, like people talk about the sport. You look at the '90s Bulls, like you look at the, you just look at the sport in different dynasties, and that's how you define it. So the idea that because OU softball is in the middle of this dynastic run, that it's somehow bad for the sport, it's not backed up in any historical data, no, and it's not backed up in any current data because those numbers, yep, would reflect that the sport is alive and well. Oh, Florida State and Tennessee played last night, and no disrespect to those two schools, but it's just what you just said. They're not registering, peaking at two point three million viewers last night. That's just not. They won't sell out the stadium. Happening. Yeah, they they wouldn't they wouldn't sell out the stadium. I mean, if that I mean, happened. and and that's the thing. It's pe- people can whine and moan and Danny Cannell their way all over Twitter. God, he's a loser. And they can do that, but there's there's no there, there's no truth in 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 the nobody likes to see the same team dominate. No, that's exactly what they like to see. Look at the TV ratings. They may not like it, but they're sure going to tune in. Because you know they're what absolutely you know what fuels in. it is it's casual fans yeah. that it takes a little while to get to know the players. So by year 2 or championship 2 or 3, they're like Oh, I, I now know all these players. You uh, you mentioned some of the recent dynasties that we had in sports, and it's just funny because I can think of at least one individual that you know, maybe didn't seem like the best person, easily hateable, right? Um, it wasn't KD's Warriors, but KD was on some of those Warriors championship teams easily, like not just for OKC fans, but NBA fans across the league. KD's easy to hate, right? Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick, easy to hate. Uh, there was another example that uh, I was thinking of earlier when you were talking about a dynasty. Anyway, I, it, it feels like in all those dynasties that you mentioned, I could pick out, oh yeah, easily hateable. This team is and has been treated like the entire team is hateable, and it's the exact opposite. It's manufactured. In reality, they're like the most likable team of all time out of any of the dynasties that we've ever seen before, yet they're treated in this way that is just bizarre. Right, and and if they, if they were just put half the energy into actually listening to a post-game press conference or a pre-game press conference or any interviews or like you would know that this team is not all of the things that they're being accused of and that is I mean I don't know it's just silly it's unfair to these young women and the coaches and everybody that have put so much into this program to be the greatest team of all time in their sport and all they want to talk about is a oh, home field and legal pitches. All that. like, shut up, shut up. Jordy Ball, historic postseason, seven and zero in the postseason. Thirty-eight innings pitched, zero point one eight ERA. Jeez. She only had the one uh, earned run the entire postseason. She scored two runs herself in the women's college World Series in the entirety of the postseason. She only allowed one. Forty-nine strikeouts, by the way, along with that. We had Kelly Brightshaw last hour. And I said, hey, Jennifer Stewart, I think of her. I think of uh, Lauren Chamberlain in 2013 as a greatest women's college World Series performances ever for a Sooner. Where does Jordy Ball rank? And she ranks Jordy in the top three. But, like, look, Kelly was an All-American and a national champ. Like, she knows what she's talking about. She's really, really smart uh, with the game of softball. And she basically told us, I think Jordy could be the best ever uh, when it's all said and done. And after the first two years, I don't – 
I think she's right. I don't know how you could doubt that. I don't know point. what I don't know what else you would have to do to to be in that conversation if you're Jordy, right? I mean, obviously, you know, freshman of the year, national freshman of the year, like top ten national player of the year voting this year. I think if she's healthy early, I think she probably runs away with it uh, because that ERA is probably around point three all year if she uh, if she's healthy all year. So, I mean. Yeah, she's well on her way, and she has the opportunity to win a national title every year she's there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what other accolades she could pile up that that would make her anything but the the best pitcher that's come. To well, her. speaking of accolades piling up, and I know that you had a tweet. Yeah, I mean, you you were making a making a funny today on uh, Twitter about Patty Gasso's statue. Now, look, we gotta we gotta have a very good idea what Patty Gasso's all about. You, you want to talk about dislikable figures in those other dynasties? She's by far and away the most humble head coach that's ever been in the middle of the dynasty before. So I got to think, man, even if Joe C. came up to her and said, hey, while you're coaching, like Gary Patterson, like Nick Saban, we'd like to go ahead and put that statue out there. I don't know this for sure. Like, no one's told me this. I would just guess that Patty would be like, no, we're not. No, uh-uh. The, the, the focus is not going to be about me because she doesn't like the focus being about her. I just wonder when is the time when Patty's going to get her statue outside the new stadium. I wonder well, when that's going to happen. Well, it's interesting because it's kind of a logistics thing, right? So if you're, if you're Josie, do you – because they like to treat them like events, and I know that when we, when we unveil Heisman statues, it's in the spring, you know, tough to do it in the fall because they're often actually playing in the NFL and you still want people there, so you're not doing it in the summer, this, that, and the other, right? Well – with with the softball, do you want like the stadium unveiling, and then maybe a year later have the statue unveiling? It's like, got to be its own moment for sure. Right, it's it, got to be two it different cannot, events. It cannot be grouped in, in my opinion, with the stadium opening because she deserves like that statue and how much that is going to be a centerpiece of the new facility. That's that's got to be all on its own. Right, but but you could one could argue that a new stadium should just come with. It, pe- yeah, it's kind of. But, like, but that's my point. Is like, would Patty even? Oh sign no, off she on wouldn't. That she one, wouldn't you know sign I mean? off on it. They'd have to. They. She would not get to approve her own statue. They would just have to pick something because she's. She is not going to. Uh, not going to handle that process like some of the Heisman winners have. But with with that, it's it's interesting because it's just assumed you have a new stadium. You're just you're coming off a three peat. Like I don't know. It. But it's gonna be. It's gonna be glorious. But the argument then. You know, aside from Patty, because that's the most obvious statue that you can think of. Yep, is Patty. After that, I mean, do we have a? You know, I know it's kind of a you know kind of a summer content type conversation, but specific to softball and softball alone, like, do you have to be national player of the year to get a trophy or to get a a statue? Yeah, because the thing is, like, you can't just put all Americans. You you would it would it would end up looking like you know an army of statues going on you'd have to have a hundred of them like you can't there are certain players that just haven't won national player of the year that would miss out on statues because that's what the heisman is right national player of the year basically is what the heisman is so you would you would have to set that bar really high because you can't even put oh you won this many titles because then you got you know gonna have four or five people that have gone through this stretch kenzie hansen's gonna have a fistful of rings you know what i mean yeah i when when they do the statue unveiling for patty it's gonna be a huge moment i mean we had 10,000-plus people consistently show up at OKC. I wonder if they would do it 
And I know that softball is playing at this time. I wonder if they would do it like during a spring game, if they, if they would make it to where they could do the unveiling around the spring game just so m- more people could come in and celebrate. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It's right in the middle of their season. Maybe that would t- be tough to do logistically. I, I don't know. I just, See, a lot, but a lot of people would want to be at that. If you, di- if you did it in the spring, you would have to wait until Patty retired. Because you're already going to oh, be fighting and, oh, tooth and nail yeah, to get 100%. her to agree to the statue design. Yes. There's no way you can do that in the middle that, of the season. But also, no doubt. they start their stuff in October with the battle series and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So it's almost got to be like a, oh, I don't know, like Maybe a they'll just thing. surprise her tomorrow night at the, uh, what what time's the celebration at Marita Hines Field? <laughs> I think it's at 6.30 tomorrow night and the, the, uh, the doors open at 5. Surprise, Patty! Here it is. Yep, here it here is. Here it is. We're not moving it over to the new stadium. We're just going to leave it in center field right here. That's just what we're doing. Yeah, it's. but you're right. She's the most humble. I mean, even listening to her interviews, I mean, I don't know how you couldn't just absolutely. Amazing. I mean, just be, literally, amazing is the right word be amazed by her a lot of people use the term amazing and they don't really really mean it it's it truly is she's an amazing woman uh heck of a coach and and a lot of times Tyler a lot of people say oh good coach better person and that's kind of like annoying like, oh better the good this better this like Patty's one one that I could I, I might be able to get convinced by. Like she's <laughs> great. And she has seven national championships. Yeah, she's that. the best coach ever. Uh, Captain Willard, Patty is not going to want a statue ever. She'll at least have to be retired. That's probably right. Yeah, I, I would agree. She's going to have to be retired. It would. It. Yeah, it would. It would have to be, or it would have to be a bargaining chip with Josie, right? Because she's like, hey, Joe, what if we play a game in the football stadium? He'll be like, all right. I'll put up one in the football stadium, but you got to let us give you a statue. <laughs> She's like, ah, dang it. Okay, fine. Greg from Lawton, is it just <clears throat> Patty Gasso Field or Patty Gasso Stadium? Maybe Patty Gasso Sports Complex? How's this going to go? I mean, it's Love's Field. That's, Love's that's Field. how that's going to go. It's going to be like, yeah, Patty Ga- Love's Field at Patty Gasso Stadium. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Love's Field. Love's, Love's uh, is breaking off another $3 million today, so uh, – they're making sure, yeah. Nine seven two gents, envy and jealousy are powerful. That's all it is. You can't argue with our team's greatness on and off the field. Yeah, and and that's the annoying thing with all the hate and that dork Danny Cannell and the crap that he continues to spew. God, he's a is, loser. If you took any time to watch, like really get to know what this program is all about. I don't know, there are idiots on in all walks of life, especially on Twitter, so maybe he would still say th- things like that. It'd be a lot more difficult if you actually put in time to really look into what uh, this program is all about. Well, man. he's I, being will like the people that are doing that are being willfully ignorant. Because I mean, they'll say like the like the illegal pitching, somebody will put up a picture of an illegal pitch and then oh OU fans will jump in and put like twenty photos of all the other pitchers doing it and then they don't say a word back. But it's like they're being willfully ignorant because they're just jealous. And and Danny Cannell, I mean, I actually I saw him. He actually just popped in here. He just dropped off an application because he's oh. like getting kicked off every <laughs> network he's on. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. Loves Field, the house that Patty built. Yeah, that'll be uh, we could that, that'd be a that'd cool, be a cool nickname. nickname for it, the house that Patty built. Uh, football uses it for recruiting. When does Patty do official visits? Does she do official visits in the fall? Maybe. I know basketball does it in the fall. I yes. think I think she does as well. Yes, I I know that they've had official visits in the fall. I don't know if that's the full blown schedule all the time, but softball. Steve, will Patty Gasso have the first statue in front of Love's Field? What do you think? I I would I would bet on that. Yes, unless they decide to honor the National Player of the Year's first. 
mean, well, I guess she could coach for 20 more years and they could finally start putting up statues in front of it. Or unless they give, like, Marita a statue or something Yeah, that like would that. be cool. Like, like, if they give Marita a statue, that would be the only person that would come before Patty. Or if Patty just says, look, you can do it, but not a day before I retire. Uh, Bumpy Rhodes says, Aaron Miller, the dream is free, but you got to pay for the ride. Yeah, she said that yesterday. Uh, she was fantastic on uh, on the show. This text just says... Jordy. Oh, okay. It's a continuation. How about post game? I I thought it just said Jordy. I'm like, yeah, she was yeah, awesome. It's a great That's text. Great. Move it's a great on. text. How about post game interview with Jordy? She said she was trying to throw seventy percent, so she didn't overthrow, and she was uh, throwing it seventy two miles per hour. I can't read the word that they actually said there. Are you guys serious with that? <laughs> I know it's Friday at five, but jeez. Oh, jeez. Come yes, on. Yes, seventy percent. She was still throwing at seventy plus. She's yeah. she's amazing. Well, and that's the thing. Like she's got the velocity. She's got everything, and she like she's just got all that all that juice. She's she's ready to go. And I would be interested to see how fast she truly can throw it if she lets her rip. And I think honestly, I think she. I mean, she'd be up near Kennedy's numbers easy. And that's what's so interesting is Kennedy throws so hard and kind of came the, the bell of the tournament. But Jordy can do that. The difference is Jordy didn't allow a run in 25 innings. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, w- are we all in agreement, text line, that Jada Coleman's catch was the biggest play last night? Or do you think, do you think that Grace Lyons' home run was a bigger play last night? Do you think Sid Sanders' home run was the biggest play last night? I- I'm going with Jada Coleman because it saved three runs, but uh, text line, here's your forum to disagree. 405-651-3439. But you, you say Jada's catch, robbery. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was the under-the-radar play, according to Kendall. So, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, yeah. I mean, it keeps it from being 4-3. It's, and like I said, it's not, yes, numerically, literally, scoreboard, box score-wise, Absolutely important, but what it did emotionally to Florida State—that was—that's a dagger right there. I mean, her pulling that ball back in is just, again, it's defeat. It's what can we do against this team? Even the even the home runs that we hit aren't even actual home runs; they're outs. Like so, yeah, it's it's the play of the game for sure, and 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 good for Jada. Like you said, she struggled at the plate a little bit during this series, but you know the great ones—they find a way to impact the game. You know, you talk you talk about that in other sports like basketball. Your shots not falling. Hey, go hit the glass, defend. You know, all that, like so, yeah. just just affect the game in other ways. And it's incredible that one of the best hitters in the entire country didn't didn't swing all that well and still made the biggest play of the series. Biggest play of the women's college world series. Jeez, like it's unbelievable. She's amazing. And, and, and I guess the the biggest momentum swing in softball games are probably from a home run, a big home run, at least most of the time. But robbing a home run has got to be right up there at the top as things that can swing the momentum the most. Just and emotionally. It, it, and it did last night, man. It really did. Jada's catch for sure, says a texter. Uh, let's start calling the games OU run rules, other teams a patty whack. Okay. Gasso's Grounds is the nickname for the new new spots. Um, Loves Field with Danny Cannell Porta Potty Pavilion says Jim in Arlington. <laughs> uh, named the road going into the new softball stadium after Patty. Yeah, don't hate that. Uh, Greg from Lawton, you telling me Joe C is going to ride off into the sunset without presiding over Pat Patty's statue dedication? He may not. It depends on you know. We'll see. Depends on if uh, somebody strong arms him into running the playoff. Can't forget the throw out at second also. I didn't. I mentioned that 
a couple of times yesterday yeah. is it should be in a I don't know if Tom Amansky does softball instructional videos, but the way that she played that off the wall, a one hop, perfect, just lined her and shoulders up, boom, rocket to second base. Yeah, and that's what that's kind of what the uh, and and I know you know it wasn't she didn't get anybody out with this particular thing, but the catch over the wall came straight down and that thing was on a hose right to second base just right like there's not a oh my gosh like I can't believe what I just did that was that was amazing and then could just kind of lose it in the moment no went up got it by the time her second foot came down the ball was moving <laughs> and then point second she view. literally gets the ball out and then Riley smokes her with a chest bump from left field, <laughs> so so you see you see her throw the ball, and then Riley just comes into the frame, just yeah. boom. Well, that's the second time that happened because I don't know if you saw what happened in what I guess the fifth when Jordy Ball was coming in and Kinsey Hansen goes. It's like a you know Jordy's Jordy's yeah. all serious, you know, like ready to go, and Kinsey Hansen's walking up like let's go, and she they they try to you know high five, and Jordy accidentally like hits Kinsey in the face or in the nose right, right across there. the nose. And she's like all of a sudden goes from serious to oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, like my bad, I didn't mean to hit you across the face. <laughs> hey, uh, you know we're hitting each other in the face, we're chest, hey, hey, and we're still winning. Just trying to even the playing field, Tyler. Hey, I it, that, that didn't even work. Hitting 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 your own catcher in the face didn't we're even work. Punching the last catcher night. in the face to try and help. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Sending you into the weekend. More OU softball. More college football next. Right here on the Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Do you know what to do if you're stuck on the railroad crossing? Get out of your vehicle. If a train is not approaching, find the blue and white emergency notification system sign on the traffic signs at the crossing. For help, call the number on the sign and give them the crossing number so they know your location and can alert train traffic. Remember, find the blue and white to save your life. Reliable, fast, affordable. OEC Fiber was founded on the same principles that brought us OEC 85 years ago. We are reinvesting in Oklahoma by bringing high-speed fiber services to your homes, businesses, and schools. Make sure to visit us today at OECFiber.com to get started. OEC Fiber. We're taking internet, phone, and TV services where no one else will. Exciting things are happening at Riverwind. Our newly remodeled gaming floor has nearly 3,000 of your favorite games. And two table game pits and three high stakes areas. Don't miss the celebration with our new beginnings and winnings giveaway. Play with your wild card all month for a chance to win your share of $80,000. It's time to come see an all new Riverwind. also full of things that remind you not to let them. So every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. 
Whether you live in or visit Norman this summer, Visit Norman wants to encourage you to eat, shop, stay, and play local. Visit Signature Custom Pool and Patio, Norman's premier patio spa, outdoor kitchen, and pool accessory destination. Let the Signature team give your pool the signature service. K&N Furniture Consignment on Main Street offers you a shopping experience like no other. They offer pre-loved furniture at a fraction of the price. Plus, you can also find fabrics, upholstery, window treatments, custom bedding, and wallpaper. Come see it for yourself at K&N Furniture Consignment. Play at Sooner Bowling Center this summer. If you are serious about fun or serious about bowling, they have you covered. Sooner Bowling Center features 24 lanes, a newly remodeled arcade, and the spare time grill. Shop local to build relationships, receive better customer experience, and get personal service. So remember, eat, shop, play, and stay this summer in Norman. The spring and summer months are a great time for you and your family to spend quality time together. And right now is the perfect time to join the Trails Golf Club. The Trails Golf Club in Norman offers an 18-hole championship golf course, a swimming pool, numerous fun family events throughout the year, a fully stocked pro shop, and dining at the grill in the clubhouse. There has never been a better time for you to come discover the trails. Call Zane today and learn more at 364-3790 or visit trailsgolf.com. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. Well, you usually hear from Sam Pittman about some cold beer Friday at 5. But, well, OU softball won a national championship yesterday, so we had to celebrate that instead. So it's 5.30 on Friday, and you're hearing Sam, Bitt- uh, Sam Pittman talking about some cold beer. Some cold beer this weekend's gonna hit even better than normal when you're Ooh. celebrating a championship. Well, and, and you, I assume, have to be drinking some natty um, for Patty to celebrate natty for Patty. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I wonder because that's become such a thing. I wonder if the state of Oklahoma, if if natural light sees and uh, just a bit of a bump during like a championship series. Uh, like if you look at their month over month yeah. sales, and it's just like kind of even, steady, steady, and then June is just like hikes way up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah. But I'm I'm thinking because I I saw tailgating a little bit. I, I nice. saw a lot of natties. Yeah. What was the tailgate scene like up there? Well, it's it's pretty good actually, to be honest. Like if you if you can get in and park in there, I mean, there's not full blown for the most part grills. Like there's not a lot of grass areas, so people kind of post up on those where they can. But I'll tell you what. The lightning delay that uh, that uh, made us go back and get the coolers back out of the car. So I tell you what, man, a little parking lot party. (laughs) No one was uh, afraid of the lightning storm that was uh, bearing down on us. That's good to hear. SEC ready is what that sounds like. Hey, you got to train. Lightning storm. Oh, that's what are the odds? Practice like you play. Got an aluminum can in your hand. What's the worst that could happen? Exactly. You just keep it low. It's all good. You just keep it low. 
Just hold it down by the hip. Yeah, it's 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 fine, man. It's 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 no biggie whatsoever. Uh, okay, let's see. Text line 505-651-3439. The most amazing thing about this team, there are no prima donnas. Yeah, they have every right to to be that way with all the rings they have, but I I sure don't see any if one exists. Had a prima donna, shipped her off to Tennessee. Ooh, man. Hmm. OU should already extend an offer to any potential offspring from Billy Bowman and Jada Coleman. Agree. If Billy Bowman and Jada Coleman have a child in the future and OU botches that recruitment and that child goes elsewhere – that coach probably needs to be fired on the spot. That is one recruitment, whatever sport it is, you cannot afford to botch. A&M's already saving up for that bag. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> For yes. that bag. Um, OU Architect, are you surprised no reporter asked the Florida State head coach about being disappointed, but as an OU alum, happy for OU? That's tough. You don't you, – eh. I mean, you don't want to – you don't want a – lo- A lot of years have been removed from her and playing – no, I'm not surprised that that wasn't well, asked. Well, and you don't want – her employers would not be too happy with her if she was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, I know we lost. I don't know how to ask I that. I know I'm paid very well. I mean, hey, I know that you lost, but you lost to OU. Are you happy about it at least a little bit? If you bit? had to pick all the teams to end your season – are you at least glad it was the one that you you, you know uh, you you went there? Like, yeah, that's a that's a tough way. It's it's one of those you've got to balance right because you want to you want to recognize the storylines, but sometimes like you 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 really really you can't accomplish like I don't know you could you could phrase that like hey we know that uh, you know you were at OU you know what's it like what Patty Gasso's done or something like that, that you, that's just not the scene for you gotta that. leave it I like mean, that she's crying her players are crying yeah. like it's just not that in, would have been a question scenario. that you ask in a pregame or or, or in the or, or or something like that just to ask him hey about your opponent you're very familiar with well, Oklahoma if you see her uh, you know uh, at a vacation spot I I, I don't know it, or at a Costco at a Costco yes Lonnie Alameda wants you to talk to her at a Costco. <laughs> By the way, in case you didn't hear it, here's what Lonnie Alameda, Florida State head coach, said after the game last night. Um, I guess first off, congratulations to OU. Um, they're just firing on all cylinders. It's it's pretty cool. I think a lot of people are texting me throughout. You know, like a lot of people don't like um, that one team's winning all the time, and um, you know, I get a little vibe sometimes of like. Um, you know, take down the machine, and we gave our best <laughs> for that. Um, but they're really good, and Oklahoma does a really good job, and they do. Yeah, it's basically like, guys, I mean, they're, they're really good. I, why didn't you beat them, all right? Quit texting me. Quit blowing up my phone. <laughs> tell them, Mike White, stop. I'm going to block you, Mike White, if you, if you don't stop texting I me. Think, uh, you. I, I think the, uh, the Big 12 actually got something right for once uh, and said, hey, look, if uh, – you know, if we've got to make this thing a co-coach of the year, we'll give it to the only guy that could beat this 61-1 and team. I mean, he he did something that no World Series team could do, and he's out there in Baylor just just, just hanging out, man. Just polishing his co-coach of the year trophy. Co-coach of the year when yeah. he had a first-round exit in the Big 12 yeah, tournament. Yeah, hey, hey he, he did all he needed to do. They're hanging the banner, baby. Uh, 832, Big O from Katy, Texas. Under the radar, first base tag for out two in the ninth. Yeah, Sid Sanders, I'm telling you, man. She was an All-American the year before she got here. And, there's you know, you, you get in the portal, you, you come over here. Playing time's hard to come by immediately. There's a bit of a transition period. Sid Sanders was not one of the main names for this year's team. 
I think she has a chance to maybe hit in the middle of the order next year, be one of their big home run hitters. I think you saw a glimpse in the postseason of what Sid Sanders can be, and you should be ex- excited about her going into next season. Well, and I had mentioned that I sat next to um, – one of the former UCLA national champions, and she's still really involved in the program, whatnot. So when Sydney came up, and I was like, "Oh man," I was like, "If she catches one, it's gone." She she swings for the fences, and she goes, "Trust me, we were glad to see her leave Arizona State. She used to tear us to shreds." I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah I forgot you guys used to play her." Nine one three. Hey guys, why don't Diamond Sports have a student section like basketball and football? It would be great to have one for softball. Yeah, I just hope it wouldn't be like football games because softball tickets are the toughest ticket in town. It'd be a shame if everyone was packed in there and even uh, out in left field, home run village for the postseason, and the student section even for that is late arriving and early leaving. Yeah, I, I don't think they would be for softball, but there's just not enough room. There's I not mean, enough room. Yeah, in the current setup, there's simply just not enough room for students. Um, you know, they would have to make Love's Field even bigger, where I think, you know, I almost look at like a – like for baseball, I think of like the berm. Like yeah. The berm that, bums do such a good job. Like Johnny that's Baseball kills it out there. Like, like that's for setting up, bringing a couch out there, bringing a cooler, bringing a grill, hanging out. Um, but – Hey, more student involvement, the better. They're usually the loudest, wildest, everything like that. So get to the stadium regardless, but no section. Sean says, newsflash, if you follow softball and who's returning and leaving nationwide, OU is the heavy favorite in 2024. You know, there was some clown that kept not voting OU number one. uh, Even after they run-ruled UCLA, that's the only individual, whoever that is, that won't be voting uh, OU preseason number one next year. Travis, seriously. You know you'll get it. You Tra- know you'll get it. Travis, seriously, as heavy as a favorite as they were coming into this past season, they may be even more of a heavy favorite going into this season. No, I, I think they absolutely will. Um, you know, because the question would be who would get a vote other than us? I mean, you've got UCLA loses their best player. Alabama loses their best player. I mean, when you look like – when you just kind of look around and like take uh, take the temperature of the sport, like there's not a sexy pick that you can justify it in the preseason, like so they yes absolutely anybody they should just use that as determining who should get to keep their vote. If you don't vote OU number one, sorry, you ain't getting no votes anymore. You clearly I, don't take it seriously. With enough. everything OU has coming back, yes, I think that should be a requirement. Is they leave number one blank and you just vote on two through twenty five. Yeah. That's what the preseason poll should be next year. I think it, it, we I, don't even waste your time with one, okay? We're not even going to allow you guys to screw this one up. Yeah. Just we, 2 through 25 is what you're We can't uh, trust you guys. On. We can't trust you guys enough not to screw this up. So we go ahead and the liberty of making them unanimous number one. RK says, who all is leaving? Grace Lyons is leaving. Grace Green is leaving. Alex Storacco is leaving. And Haley Lee is leaving. And not to say that... Those four aren't big-time players. Kelly Bryce just told us that Grace is the best shortstop in program history. Alex Storacco was a sub-one ERA basically for the entire year. Haley Lee hit in the middle of the order for you the entirety of the year. But in the grand scheme of things, with what you have coming back, and if those are the, only the four players that you're losing, you're in, you're in good shape. You're, you're okay. Yeah. You're all right. You now, the, the biggest offseason question mark will be, Who's going to be at shortstop next year? Because it's going to be very weird not seeing Grace Lyons over there. It's yeah. going to be very weird. It's going to be very strange. So, uh, who, who's at shortstop? Probably your biggest offseason question. 
Yeah, I mean that's pretty much the only one though, because obviously there, I imagine we'll probably bring in a big bat uh, at some point in the portal, uh, but because you know it's big bats kind of like one of those defensive linemen, right? Like if there's a good one out there and you have an opportunity to go get, go get them. So with that, you've got this awesome recruiting class coming in. You've got a lot of players that were freshmen this year that definitely deserve to get some playing time. Uh, you know, Jocelyn Erickson is a name that comes to mind. I imagine she will be uh, she'll be playing a lot more next year. So, yeah, we're we're in a really good position. When our only question is which one of our ultra talented players, you know, top pick this, you know, recruit this, all American this, are we going to move to shortstop? And uh, Patty will find a way to keep this squad motivated. She'll she'll figure it out like she always does. She'll, I don't worry about that. I think she's running out of yeah. <laughs> running out of ideas for it. Mike White, say something else. Come yeah, on, Jen, Jen Schroeder, we need you again. Run Jen. it back. Let's go. Jen, I know do you see she admitted to being an OU fan now? Did she really? Yeah, on Twitter. She said, Look, I you know, screw on me, I'm an OU softball fan. Well, now. she did tweet yeah. out Big Bad Oklahoma as soon as the game went final last night, hey. which, which you love to see. Hey, I, I it, we'll wear on you. We'll wear on you. Um it's it's an inside show joke. Greg from Lawton just sent it, and Gunny sent it earlier. Hey, guys, long-time listener, big OU fan here. What time's the game tonight? Yeah. We get calls up here at the radio station, OU Texas Week. Hey, big OU fan, uh, who they play this week? Uh, Texas, sir. What time's the game? Uh, 11 a.m. They're like going to be a home like game. Is. Yeah. Okay, they're going to be here. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Taking you into the weekend right here on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Spring is here at Markham's Nursery. Now's the time to plant your trees, shrubs, and flowers, and we've got a huge selection of them here at Markham's. We also have customized 100% organic soils to plant them in, scientifically formulated to grow crops organically. Seeds, pottery, fertilizers, yard ornaments, and more. Like, it's the stuff you can't coach. It's the stuff you can't breed. It's either in you, you've either got that dog in you, or you don't. Jordy Ball is the dog. I mean, that, like, she can't turn it off. When you see her prowl, around the circle she's got this kind of feline nature the stare down like she intimidates the hell out of me and i'm not even playing anymore jordy ball doesn't have just that dog she is the dog the dog that we're talking about that's jordy ball stomping around the circle like she does she's the dog yeah she's the one we're talking about the i like how she I actually like the comparison, if we're doing animal comparisons, to the the feline, the big exotic cats, because um, they do the side-by-side photos of it. and oh, it's, it's funny. It's, it's And cool, intimidating man. at the same time. Quite. 405, Danny Cannell is making his way to the top of the bulletin board material. He's making Mike White seem modest. Yeah, who's in on the uh, OU softball most wanted list right now? Mike White is still there. Uh, Danny Cannell is there today, though he only trolls when his team loses to OU in the championship series, but whatever. He gets his money's worth. Carol Hutchins, I think, is on the most wanted list. Yeah, we'll Anyone see if else? that changes, uh, you know, in the next year um, to see if it's just an Oklahoma thing, but we'll see. It's Yeah, I think, man, Mike White, it's going to be tough because 
I mean, Cannell, you're right. It's kind of a seasonal thing, you know. He's just farming for engagement. Like he he's late to the he's late to the party. Everybody's been farming engagement from OU Twitter for since Lincoln left. So now he's doing that just to you know get some views and whatnot. He's not a seasonal d bag. He's just a seasonal d bag publicly to OU. You, you, right. Yeah. Right. But all year long, he's he's that yeah. guy. So, but with that, Mike White. Oh man. It it would it would be the upset of the century for somebody <laughs> to knock him off that ledge. Uh, true. Hey, uh, big recruiting weekend going Ooh, on in Norman, huh? Big time. Five star Williams Winery, four star O lineman Eddie Pierre Louis from the state of Florida. Braden Platt, a really good four star backer from the state of Washington. Kobe Black, a five star corner from Waco, Texas. Uh, you got Grant Bricks, a four star offensive lineman that's in. You've got Peyton Bowen's little brother in as a four-star corner. I believe that's kind of like the, the highlights there, but the the name to know if you don't follow recruiting all that much is five-star defensive lineman. I think 24-7 has him as the number three overall player, Williams Winery. Yeah. This is one that you want. And he was very close to committing uh, on his the last time he was here. Uh, I mean – He's still got visits planned. He's got a fall visit planned to Oregon. Um, but, you know, if the staff is trying to do everything in their power to shut it down here. We saw this happen with Bryant Wesco with Clemson, right? I mean, the guy had seven, six or seven, you know, visits, OVs booked, and just shuts it down after the first visit. So, uh, OU staff is going to try. Obviously, not any other defensive lineman here, right? So, you're not splitting Chavis to be like, hey, okay, we got this many DNs, we got this many. No. And that's the positive of him not being at Champion Barbecue Correct. the following weekend. Correct. All the attention it was, was on Williams Winery. Yes. The salt and pepper duo, as they call themselves, Bates and Chavis, will be fully engaged with Williams Winery. This is a big weekend for Bill Biedenbow. He's got seven offensive linemen in, and he's got two more offensive linemen coming next week, including uh, um, uh, Bennett Warren. So it's, man, I mean, offensive line could get – filled up pretty quickly because I think they're going to look around and be like, man, these are there are a lot of people that got OU right at the top of their list. I, well, I yeah. might need to commit. And you signed a class of, what, four last year? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, it, it could it could round out to be a pretty good class, especially if you get a guy like Grant Bricks this weekend. That'd be, yeah. that'd be real nice. Yeah, Grant, Eddie, obviously, that's a, that's a name that people had kind of forgotten about because it didn't seem to be trending in Oklahoma's way. But that one trending back, um, obviously, Jason Zandamella. Uh, kind of kind of trending nicely. Uh, he's actually uh, he's being hosted by Caden Green, who is the biggest USC hater on our team. <laughs> and uh, Jason uh, Zanamella is is kind of a lot of people think that OU and USC is kind of an OU USC battle. So um, with that, and then Jonah Laulu um, is hosting Williams Winery. So uh, kind of interesting. You know, it's 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 like Patty with her lineup cards, man. You just gotta sure. you, you gotta pick the right matchup for these visitors. The only disappointing thing, and I mean, he is gonna be in town for the Champion Barbecue Weekend. But David Stone was at one point going to be in town this weekend. He's at Miami this weekend instead. So Miami looks to be a player in his recruitment, which we know exactly what that's going to look like, right? I mean, Miami's got the bag right now, and I'm sure that's what they're really going to push for David Stone. So a recruitment that's – I don't know if it's taken a, a bunch of turns because he hasn't really committed anywhere yet. Um, but you know what you get. You, you know what you're up against when you're recruiting against 
Miami and what they're all about with the NIL, especially for a five-star defensive lineman. Right, and I know that Oklahoma is going to play that game with him, of course. I mean, you have to. That is a recruit you have to have. But I'm, I've been under the impression that there's been no point during this recruitment where OU did not lead. So somebody would have to catch up. And I just I really don't see it happening. Once the well, Miami might try to take the sh- the shortcut to get there, they're gonna they're gonna try. They're gonna try. But uh, you know it's it's one of those things that a guy like that's gonna get gonna get a bag wherever he goes. Like it is what it is. And and I know bag has a negative connotation. He will he will get nice nil compensation wherever he goes, whether that be Oklahoma or Miami. So um, but he's a local kid, and I I think. There's a chance he he moves up his timeline because I think that's a guy he was he was started to recruit guys from IMG to come here, like over a year ago. He's he wants.